This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the Kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. What's going on, guys? Welcome to their post-game live here on Dime Dropper for the 2023-24 season. Before we get started, you already know the drill. Make sure you subscribe at Dime Dropper on YouTube. And, of course, you can follow, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. And, of course... Hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video, all things NBA, LA sports, and LA basketball in particular. But yeah, tonight, the favorite night of Dime Dropper fam, Clippers, Lakers. The favorite night. And it wasn't a good night for me. Clippers, after winning, how many straight games was it? 11 straight games against the Lakers? They were undefeated in the Ty Lue era. 0-2 this season. 0-2. Does it bother me that much? Not really. I don't care about the regular season anymore. But it's a little annoying just because, again, like I don't hate the Lakers so much. I don't like this iteration of the Lakers. I've made that very clear. I hate LeBron stands. And mixed with Laker fans is very toxic. So I don't like them. But... Like, I, most of you guys know my second most biggest following is Laker fans. You already know how it is. I respect the game. I love their history. But when they win, man, they just talk too much. They just talk too much. And it makes me very angry. It makes me very, very angry. So I hate losing to them. So this was a tough one. Clippers losing at 106 to 103. I'm going to be talking about both sides of the game, both perspectives. Let's talk about Clippers real quick first. And then Lakers will talk about... The main takeaways, and then we're going to get into the specific strategy stuff. Clippers, let's keep it simple. Kawhi was terrible. Russell Westbrook was terrible. James Harden, terrible. Paul George was pretty good. Uh, not great towards the end, but I thought he was pretty good. I thought we should have given him the ball more throughout the game with the way he was shooting compared to everybody else. Norman Powell didn't really shoot well at all, but in the fourth quarter, he turned up. If it's a Zubats... I feel so, and Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann was fantastic. If it's a Zubats, though, he played so well. I feel sorry for him. Like, they totally let him down. He was putting up wilt numbers tonight, and we lost. So they just didn't play well enough. Let's talk about the Lakers side. Best game I've seen them play in weeks. Their defensive intensity was fantastic. They actually looked like they had some pride tonight. Like, we've lost a couple games in a row. We're playing the Clippers. Let's actually try to fucking win this game. And you got to give credit to some of those role players. Torian Prince. I mean, the, that big shot he made in the fourth quarter, but just the way he was overall and holding his own defensively, 13 points on 50% shooting from both the field and three. That was, it doesn't get better than that, really. That's exactly what you want to see. And even though Tor uh, Cam Reddish was two for six, he was two for three from deep. The 38% shooting from three, it's funny because both teams shot 38% from three, but the Lakers shot 51% from the field and the Clippers only shot 40% from the field. Now, is that partially because of the Clipper, I'm sorry, the Laker defense? Absolutely. Like, 
the Lakers defense was as good as it's been in a long time, probably since the in-season tournament final. But our offense, like, look who we have on our team. Like, let's be honest, guys, like, Laker fans, we, we missed a lot of shots. Like, we have stars on our team. So sometimes it's just a make-or-miss kind of situation. You have to make life tough for them, which the Lakers did. But, like, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron did a fantastic job. That was probably his best defensive game of the season because it's the first – it's the only game I can think of this season where he's really locking down in a one-on-one sense. And, again, this goes back to, you know, I know – that I said when we beat the Mavs right before Kawhi got hurt, that he had gotten his burst back and he was quicker off the bounce and that to close that game against Dallas than I'd seen him in two years. But this is where you see a little bit of a weakness. And that's that Kawhi still as maybe he does have a little more quick step than 2021 better first step. He did just come off an injury and I'm going to talk about that minutes restriction. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from tonight. Really makes that's that feels like some 2023 shit. But it he he still is not the quickest off the bounce. Like in the playoffs against the elite defensive teams, if the goal is a championship, which it is, and our team is very very much good enough, talented enough, it's gonna come down to our stars making plays. We're an ISO team, we're not a movement team, we're not a crazy motion team. We are a ISO pick and roll with Harden now team. We got to convert one-on-one. Simple as that. But the Lakers, though, I thought they were just fantastic, to be honest. LeBron was awesome. It's funny because he didn't even have a crazy fourth quarter, and he's been really one of the better players in the league in fourth quarters this season. Only four points in the fourth quarter for him. But I think he was the player of the game. Like He was better than anybody on our side. That dunk he had on Paul George was actually crazy. I was shocked. You know, I'm not the biggest LeBron guy these days like I was when I was a kid. He was my favorite player. But that dunk, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) he took off from so far away. I was shocked. I was shocked. So, props to him, man. He was fantastic. He was hitting those fadeaways over the left shoulder and also just shots fading to his left in general. We got a super chat from... Arjan Athwal, sounds very Indian. Let me know where you're from, bro. Thank you so much. That's a Canadian dollar. Says LeBron choosing to be a mid-range and floater specialist against us is genuinely hilarious. Let me tell you something, man. If LeBron embraces that mid-range and floater a little bit more, I think, and you know starts his moves from the mid-post more, I think that that really suits him better than the top-of-the-key stuff, shooting a bunch of threes. I know he's really shooting well from three this season, but I like when LeBron is operating closer to the basket, and now that he's has this the post skill that he didn't, quite have when he was in his early Cleveland days and even that 2011 finals, you know, it's just, it's go to, when you're that strong, it's like, come on, dude. But anyway, he was amazing tonight, but I just thought the Laker role players were great. And AD was hitting all his pick and pop jump shots. Like Anthony Davis, the last month, like since mid December, I'd say he's been hitting shots. And then Anthony Davis, you know, Lakers were switching a lot. And he's able to guard everybody. I kept saying it over and over tonight to my Clipper fans. I was like, man, this guy is the best defender in the league. He can guard everybody. But here's the thing. We might be biased here at Dime Dropper because we watch Anthony Davis every night. And I say it is a privilege because he really is one of the best defenders in the NBA. So I think people just don't give enough credit because we know that he – like when I was in high school, that's that's like 20, 2012 to 2016, I said one day Anthony Davis is going to be the best player in the NBA. And I stood on it. He didn't really do that. You know, he underachieved in that sense. He's not the number one, a clear-cut number one on a championship team. We know this. But he's still really, really good. 
And I think that because he's not that, people just don't give him enough props. But let's talk about the specifics of the game now, right? Lakers winning it 106 to 103 over my clips. The matchups to start the game. Lakers stuck with the same starting lineup that they've been running the last couple of uh, games. Austin Reeves, LeBron, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Anthony Davis. No Rui Hachimura, but D'Angelo Russell was back. And let me tell you something. I don't know if the Lakers would have won without him. His shot making in the fourth quarter was backbreaking, very crucial. And I'm very curious as to why the Clippers, who were sending our centers out to the ball handler coming off screens, which is different than usual. Usually we're always Zubats in drop coverage. But we were sending for the third straight game Zubats out on the screens, which is fine, right? The Laker, and and that's, that's the right strategy. We, we wanted the Laker role players to make their threes, and they made their threes. They did. They were better than most games shooting the ball from three. And in addition to that, our offense, you know, we just couldn't hit shots. And you got to give the Lakers credit because they were switching a lot. Anthony Davis gives them that ability, but he also has the rim protection. They're making us play more one-on-one basketball. And James Harden, you know, he got the shots that he normally makes. He didn't make them. We saw a little bit of that foul baiting nonsense come to hurt him, though, towards the second half, turning the ball over. Stuff I've seen in the playoffs, but here's the thing about Harden. He's been so good lately, I'm not going to get mad at him for one game. I'm really not. But <laughs> you better believe that shit scares me for the playoffs. Because here's the thing. With the, with the team that we have now, this is what I, part of why I was so scared of getting Harden. If we lose now, we don't win at all. It's gonna, and we're healthy. It's going to be just, oh, man. It's going to be terrible, man. I might have to just delete social media for a year. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about the rest of the matchup. So Terrence Mann was guarding Austin Reeves. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron were matched up against each other, and I thought that was really cool to see. But LeBron got the better of him tonight. There's no doubt about it. And then Zoo and AD matching up against each other. And then you had Harden and Paul George kind of splitting their minutes with Reddish and Prince to start the game. For the Lakers, you had LeBron on Kawhi, AD on Zoo. Reddish was guarding Harden. Torian Prince on Paul George, and then Reeves on Terrence Mann. I thought the first thing that stuck out to me was Anvitsu uh, Zubats' rim protection, and it was consistent for the most part. When he was asked to come out on the screens, he was doing pretty well there, not letting many people turn the corner. I thought he was amazing, and he was rebounding everything in sight, finishing things on the pick and roll. His jump hook was going. Just an amazing game for Anvitsu Zubats against his former team. Harden. I thought one thing I will give him, though, some really great passes in the pick and roll still. You know, creating shots for guys and the shots weren't falling tonight, which is it is what it is. It was it was bound to happen eventually. I just, of course, it's unfortunate that it happened against the Lakers. But, you know, I thought he made some good po- pocket passes as well. And the best portion we had of the game was that start to the game. We were up 16-7. to Kawhi hit a three in transition. The Lakers called timeout. And to be honest, I thought we were about to run him out of there. I thought we were good to go. But the Lakers did a good job responding from that timeout. And AD, you know, the Lakers were willing to switch him on a Kawhi and PG and let certain guys like Torian Prince and Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron guard Zubats. And, you know, we're not going to usually go to that in the post. We'd rather we're going to go to Kawhi, Paul George, or Harden isolating face up. And the Lakers are doing a good job guarding that. Anthony Davis did such a good job, and Kawhi just couldn't hit shots. And James Harden was just missing his shots as well. Again, I still want to give credit to the Lakers defense. Max Christie, 
Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, LeBron, they all did a fan, Anthony Davis. They all did a really good job. Even Austin Reeves wasn't bad at all. Amir Coffey got some minutes in this one, but I really don't remember many things that he did. He only got 13 minutes. He was 0 for 1, and the only category statistically that he registered in was a rebound. Uh, he was really quiet, but I thought one thing that was interesting is that we were willing to switch him onto Anthony Davis in his minutes. So Tice guarding Reeves and stuff like that, and I don't think he was that bad on the perimeter, but the thing about Tice is when he's in, teams know because he's undersized at the 5, they're going to try to go at the rim. And I think he'll just be fine for spot minutes in the playoffs, though. I, I think Daniel Tice, for what he is, he's fine. But, you know, if we don't think he's enough size down low, we could always try Mason Plumley. But the thing is, Mason Plumley, we know he's not good at blocking shots. They, they do the same thing with him. And honestly, Daniel Tice, he, he's more willing to put his body in front and just take the hit to the chest and go up vertically, in my opinion, than Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley's angles and his timing is just awful. So I'm not going to get too mad at Tice, to be honest with you, just because Christian Wood outplayed him. Christian Wood's a good player that has deserved more minutes this season. Let's be honest, Laker fans. They, you guys have been struggling. You need pick-and-pop threat would be nice. Christian Wood, has, and if we're being serious, he hasn't been that bad defensively this season. In his minutes, he hasn't. He had that big game against Kevin, Dur uh, Kevin Durant, second game of the season, I believe it was, where he did a good job guarding one-on-one. -on -one. He did a pretty good job guarding one-on-one -on -one against us the first time, and he did a good job again tonight, and he's had some games like that. He really hasn't been that bad defensively. Do I trust him at the five to like protect the rim and stuff like that? No, but again, he's a similar thing to Daniel Tyson in the sense that I think he just is good for spot minutes in the playoffs. So I... I it seems like Darvin Ham is going to start to give him more minutes going forward. But absolutely, when you see him play the way he did tonight, you want to give him more minutes going forward. Amir Coffey, though, I say I said he was switching on to AD at times, but his primary guy was D'Lo. And D'Lo was missing all his threes in the first half. I mean, he could not hit anything. I thought the only Clipper that I could really say was good in the first quarter for the Clips was Paul George and Vince Zubats. And the Clippers led after one, 24-19. Second quarter was pretty even. Lakers won it 30-29. And what I noticed in that one was LeBron, he was doing a really good job one-on-one -on -one of being aggressive. When he had Amir Coffey and smaller guys on him, he'd be in the post. Did a good job of turning baseline a couple of times. He also had Ivica Zubats on him a couple of times. He had that nice street ball. I love that move. The right to left behind the back and turn to over his right shoulder baseline move. He was doing a great job scoring one-on-one. -on -one. He was hitting his jump shot. And obviously that dunk in the second quarter, that was, oh no, his dunk, that dunk was in the third quarter, correct? Let me know mods. I think it was in the third quarter. Yeah, it was because the Lakers are going to the left in the second half. But <laughs> I, the, the funny part is, even though LeBron was, like, having a great first half, I wasn't scared at all because we were winning. And I'm like, eventually the shots are going to fall. But they really didn't. Like, they really didn't fall for us. And the Lakers, their shots were falling. There were so many times where I was like, Those come. Tiles are falling right in. There were so many times where I was like, okay, Torian Prince is going to miss this. Cam Reddish is going to miss this. But they hit. LeBron had 25 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, and a steal. He turned the ball over 4 times. But he was 11 for 19 from the field and 1 for 3 from 3. Only 2 for 3 from the line. But you know what that tells you? 
he was 10 for 16 from two. He was aggressive. He was working closer to the basket. And that's the LeBron James that you want to see if you're a Laker fan. But, but as far as the Clippers side of things, Terrence Mann, I thought he was really good in this game, knocking down his open shots. It feels like Terrence Mann is back. He was two for three from deep in this game, two for five overall. So a rare game where Terrence Mann shoots better from three than two. Oh, for two from two. Six points, three rebounds, and only got 25 minutes. I'll be talking about that topic later on. But Zoo, so as I was saying, Ty Lewis seems to be trusting Zoo in different pick-and-roll coverages now going forward because he doesn't want Zoo to just be a simply drop big that he can't play in the playoffs, right, in certain situations. He needs to be able to come out to the perimeter and do a nice hedge, do a nice blitz without getting the corner turned on him and making the pass a little bit difficult. And you know what? He's shown that he's been pretty good at that the last couple of games. And tonight, he wasn't bad either. The Clippers were doing it on LeBron and Austin Reeves. But Torian Prince was hitting. The Laker defense was pretty good. And I'll tell you this, the Lakers were also smart in their defensive coverages. They were unwilling to switch Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Harden and PG, especially when all of them were in, Kawhi, Paul George Harden. And I thought Harden, defensively though, I will say, he wasn't bad. He had that nice possession where he was guarding Reeves one-on-one and locked him up. And I don't think he was at fault for many points for the uh, for the Lakers, to be honest. Someone who was fantastic defensively, though, besides Zoo, Paul George. His defense was excellent. Physical, lively hands, great help defense, digging, just doing a great job of playing defense the last couple of games for PG. And in this game, he had five steals and a block. Five steals. He was active defensively in this one. Clippers up at halftime, 53-49. to I thought Zubats was the best player in the first half and the best player overall in the game. But I was just like, Kawhi and Harden are cold. Once they get going, we'll be fine. And AD wasn't as aggressive offensively, to be honest. But LeBron was doing his thing, and the Lakers were getting good shots, and the role players were hitting shots. Now, Lakers were still not conceding Austin Reeves to start that third quarter, switching on to Kawhi, Harden, etc. But Braun, he was hooping. And I thought the Lakers just, their schemes were good. They made the game tough. Everybody was active defensively. It was hard for us to score, straight up. Kawhi and Harden still couldn't make shots. Still couldn't. And I think the looks that Kawhi was getting and Harden was getting wasn't that different than the shots they've been making. Like, that's why I'm not mad at it. Like, what am I supposed to say? They just weren't making shots. (laughs) Good Laker defense, of course, but, like, they beat good defense. You know what I'm saying? They're, They're exceptional offensive players. I thought PG was great, though, and we weren't giving him the ball enough. I don't know if that's Ty Lue not drawing up enough plays for him or him not uh, asking for the ball, but he was shooting better than Kawhi, Harden, anyone. And then there's Westbrook. Let me tell you something. Russ, he wasn't very good. He had some decent plays on both ends of the floor, but overall, here's the thing about Russ. I've never faulted him losing in the playoffs for not trying because he always plays hard, especially when it counts. But sometimes he plays so hard that he's not just relaxing and allowing the game to come to him just a little bit more and 
trying to force things when, look, man, like I love Russell Westbrook. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But he doesn't really have a bag like that right now. And his finishing is mediocre. He can get to the rim at will, but his finishing is mediocre. And teams are sagging off so much on him that when he tries to go downhill, he's not really fully getting by them because they've already backed up so much. That being said, though, Russ, he's still been fantastic. But in this one, you know, he has something to – he clearly has a point to prove against the Lakers. But, yeah, he just wasn't good. The thing about it is I'm not going to single out Russ. I'm going to say he wasn't good, but James Harden and Kawhi, oh, my God. Just very unfortunate. James Harden turning the ball over recklessly, missing shots, trying to foul bait a little bit, wasn't getting calls. It was a disaster. (laughs) I really wanted him to play well tonight, actually. Y'all know how weird it's been for me to have the star player, probably the player in the NBA that I disliked watching most on my team. It's been a weird experience. But I really was rooting for him tonight, man, to go off. And it was unfortunate. But that, again, I'm not going to be too harsh on him because he's been so good. Kawhi Leonard, you know, that really let me down. Because now i got to look at LeBron stands on the timeline talking that shit. Kawhi Leonard, he's been amazing this season. He should have been better. It is what it is. Now, and by the way, the Lakers, the dunk fest they were having at the end of the third quarter. That was ridiculous. Christian Wood put back dunk. Max Christie going baseline. They had a really solid game for Max Christie in this one. Let's read his stat line. Played 13 minutes. Man, he was very effective in those 13 minutes. He had the highest plus minus of any Laker, plus 10. Seven points, three rebounds, and two blocks on three for six shooting and one for one from deep. Very solid output from Max Christie. And also Christian Wood. I mean, talk about impact in 16 minutes of play. Nine points and 10 rebounds on four for six shooting and one for two from three and two blocks. Just a very solid performance. By Christian Wood. Going in, but so the Lakers outscored the Clippers 32 24 in the third. And that was honestly the biggest difference maker in terms of quarters. The Lakers outdid us in that one. And we were going into the fourth quarter down by four. And I still felt like Kawhi or someone was going to bring us home and our talent would win out. I don't really consider the Lakers a super team, but I do consider us a super team. And. Man, we just couldn't hit shots. This dude, Norm, was missing layups. Like, just straight, his hard drive, you know, turned to his right. Just missing bunnies at the rim. We are getting good shots. Like, don't get me wrong. James Harden still created good shots. Kawhi Leonard, like, contested mid-ranges. I don't give a fuck if LeBron is contesting. He hits those in his sleep. He missed. It is what it is. Of course, the other side is playing as good of defense as you want to see. Like, for the other side. They were playing as good as you can. you got to make life tough. But with great players, sometimes it's just hope that they miss. Seriously. And the Lakers and the Clippers, both sides were switching a lot. And I thought LeBron did better one-on-one than anybody on our side. Now, one thing that was also interesting. We were blitzing Reeves and LeBron, but we weren't blitzing D'Angelo Russell. We were going drop coverage on D'Lo, and I didn't necessarily like that. Because Anthony Davis was hitting his pick-and-pop jump shot, and then D'Lo was hitting his pull-up mid-ranges in the fourth quarter. And I don't want to concede pull-up mid-ranges to D'Angelo Russell. And you know how it is with him. He gets hot. He makes one or two shots, and then he starts getting going. And I was very nervous. Once he started making shots like that, I was like, fuck. He had five points in the fourth. 
three rebounds and an assist. But I'm telling you, it felt bigger than that. I'm sorry, no, that was Vanderbilt. He had five points, though, D'Angelo Russell, two assists in the fourth quarter and a steal. He played 10 minutes of that fourth quarter. Thought he was very impactful. Anthony Davis had eight points in that fourth on four for six shooting. And again, it was those pick-and-pop mid-ranges and those 18-footers. And that's one thing you started to see AD hit more recently. But I was just hoping that he was going to miss. I was like, come on, he's going to miss. But he wasn't really missing. So they got to hand it to him at the end of the day. And it's funny because LeBron was looking amazing through three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, he was two for five and was had four points and a turnover. He was okay. But I actually give him credit. You know, he trusted his guys. And they got him across the finish line. Austin Reeves played 10 minutes of the fourth quarter and didn't shoot one time. But that's because, again, we were sending out our Zubats uh, to the level of the screen, making him make a play. So I don't know why we did it on D'Angelo Russell. And things started getting wacky in the fourth quarter. Let me just say, I don't like to be that guy. But the whistle was not very good for us. I don't think it was good for us. I think it was a little bit of bullshit. We shot more free throws than them. I know. Still don't think it was a good whistle for us. Seriously. Some bullshit was going on. But it is what it is. Also, I I disagree that that was a take foul, though, on Paul George. I know how mad we were. But I don't think it was a take foul because it wasn't a fast break. What's the letter of the law? If somebody can pull up the letter of the law, let me know. Because, or like the actual rule. Because if it means fast breaks... That wasn't a fast break. The Lakers scored. We were just trying to push it because the clock was low. That's not a take foul, in my opinion. But I thought we just didn't get a very good whistle. But I'm not blaming it on that. I mean, when Kawhi Harden and Russ play like shit, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> they just weren't good. Russ was just playing too hard. You know what's funny? I can see why Charles Barkley likes Russell Westbrook so much. One time, this is like during COVID or maybe a little bit before that, I watched the Game 7 of the 1995 Second round, Western Conference, Suns versus Rockets. Great game. And it obviously doesn't hit the same when you don't watch the first six games of the series, and I still haven't. But it was pretty epic because the Suns came, I'm sorry, the Rockets came back from a 3-1 lead, and I noticed that Charles Barkley, he was playing so hard, but he was kind of forcing things. Whereas Akeem Olajuwon, you could just see that he had been there. Like, he knew what it took. He was very patient, and he knew what go-to moves he wanted to go to. Ah, that sounded redundant, but he knew his skill set. And he had been he had been over the hump before, and he was just bigger in the fourth quarter. And, like, then Mario Ellie made that shot. I can see the similarities at times. Barkley's obviously a better player, but they just – they care so much. Like, they're so intense, but they're a little out of control sometimes. Uh, and Russell Westbrook, he wants to beat the Lakers so bad. He's just he just shot too many threes for me. Like how many? Let's look at his threes. Four threes. I, you know my rule, with Westbrook. Three threes max. If you hit one, that's it. <laughs> if you hit two, keep shooting. But yeah, Russ had seven points and three assists and a steal. I like that he didn't have a turnover, but he was three for nine from the field and one for four from three. So 33% from the field, 25 from three, and no free throw attempts. He probably should have gone to the line, but it's not good enough from Russ, period. Uh, Norman Powell, he actually got us back into the game with his shot making. He hit two threes that uh, pushed us to a 9-0 run. 
but I thought the Lakers were still playing really well. D'Lo and AD, as I said, hitting shots. And for whatever reason, there were possessions where Norman Powell was guarding Anthony Davis as the primary defender. What the hell was that all about? And why are we, and even if it wasn't the primary defender, why are we conceding that switch? Why are we conceding Norman Powell guarding Anthony Davis? Just, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Some of the decisions in this one are very questionable. Very questionable. Clippers shot 30% in the fourth quarter. 30%. Paul George, one for five. Kawhi Leonard, one for four. James Harden, two for five. Norman Powell, two for seven. Terrence Mann, who was having a very good game, only played two and a half minutes. So what we did was we went with that lineup. The boys at Clips and Dip call them the Powell Rangers. Powell, Harden, Terrence? No, Powell, Harden, Kawhi, Paul, and Zoo. They have an amazing net rating and whatnot. But it's a little questionable having Terrence Mann out of this game when he was making threes. And so none of our guys were making shots. It was disappointing. It was disappointing. I don't know about all that. But, you know, 2020 hindsight, like Norman Powell has been amazing for us. And he honestly got us back in the game. So, like, who are you taking out? I'm not taking Zoo out. And I wouldn't take Kawhi, Paul George, and Harden out. And I, I really don't think we gave the ball to Paul George enough throughout the game. Like, I seriously don't. I know the fourth quarter, it was some bad possessions, and he was one for five and whatnot. But, like, Kawhi was bricking. Harden was bricking and just turning the ball over. Like, let's look at James Harden's stat line tonight. 15 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal, 5 turnovers, 4 for 13 from the field, 3 for 7 from 3, and 4 for 5 from the line. And he just didn't shoot well. He turned the ball over like crazy. And yeah, I mean, some people were telling me that we should have gone to more hardened pick and roll towards the end with Zoo. And maybe we should have. But they were switching a lot. They were comfortable switching Reeves on a Kawhi. And I thought Kawhi was just waiting too long off the catch. Like, this is some stuff I've seen in 2021. Do I think this is going to happen in the playoffs? Not really, but waiting too long off the catch. You have Austin Reeves on you, bro. Like, don't don't wait for the defense to get set. You got to go. You got to go. I was pissing me off two times in a row. Come on, but bro. That's, it's okay. It's one game. I got to relax. <laughs> it's one game. It's one game. I just, it just annoys me. It just annoys me because LeBron stands. I don't like them. They're trying to talk shit because Kawhi was bricking. Hey, good defense, LeBron. He had Austin Reeves on him and he wasn't getting off the bounce. Bro, post his ass up and go quick. It is what it is, though. Paul George, I don't know. Wasn't good enough. Harden. Oh, Missing his step back. It just wasn't going for him. But he's been so good recently. It is what it is. The challenge that Ty Lue did against with Kawhi was just very questionable as well. And then we have the most ridiculous thing of all. Kawhi Leonard with coming out of the game with three and a half minutes left. Are you kidding me? They said it was a minutes restriction because he's on a because uh, we have a back to back. We didn't know about this minutes restriction. That I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter what we think, as and you know the shut up and cheer crowd would say. But what the hell is that? And, and Kawhi's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, I know what they're trying to do, bro. I thought we were on some different shit this year. This is that 2023 stuff. 
What difference would... And then you put him back in the game after a couple minutes. Like, I want to check with, with the like with the play-by-play what the difference was in the game in that moment because that really was insane to me. Okay, man in for Leonard at 2.47 to go. We're down by three points. We're down by three points. It's crazy. Norman Powell made three free throws to tie the game at 98, and we had a chance to take the lead. Paul George missed the three. I had... I don't... I haven't seen the replay of that possession, but I remember not really having much of a problem with it. And then Torian Prince made that three uh, with D'Angelo Russell, I believe, in the pick and roll. That was a huge shot. Like, I got to give Torian Prince's, Torian Prince's props tonight. He was big time. 13 points on four for eight shooting and three for six from three in 30 minutes. Huge. Absolutely huge. And then you had Harden miss the mid-range. That was a decent look. Didn't get it to go. And then LeBron had that follow it going to his left. It was a big shot. And that when he made that, I was like, man, we're probably cooked. And it took too long on that possession where Harden made that three to cut it to two. And funny enough, we still had a chance to tie the game. And it's, yeah, Kawhi came in with 17 seconds left. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? Like, we went down by five. Like, I just don't like that. But anyway, Norman Powell had a chance to tie the game after Reeves... Austin Reeves missed uh, one free throw, and it was a really close shot, falling away to his right, in and out. And the Lakers got the win, and they deserve the win. 106 to 103. They move on to 18 and 19. Still under 500, though. So relax with your talk, Laker fans. And let me tell you something if we win one of these next two games on Clippers floor, we will have won the season series at Staples Center. So. You have one more rings. It's your stadium going forward. But let me tell you something. We won more games against you in that building when we shared it. That's good enough for me. And if we win a ring this season, we'll see about ring. I still, you know, have my, my doubts. That's why I don't make bold statements. But if we win at Staples Center, oh, my God. You're going to have to delete me from the Internet. I'm going to be so ignorant. We'll always own a piece of real estate in that arena. And let me, let's just be honest, though. Like, even though I'm excited to move to the Dome, the um, – Staples Center has been the home of the best moments in Clipper history, like to this point. That's not saying much, but it has. So let's read the lines, ladies and gentlemen, for this one, uh, who I haven't read at least. I've already read Amir Coffey. I've read Russell Westbrook. Daniel Tice only played nine minutes, two points, three rebounds, and a block. No turnovers, thankfully, from him. One for three from the field, though. Wasn't very good in my opinion. He was whatever. Had a nice block, though. That was a good block. Norman Powell, 14 points, two steals, no turnovers. So no bench players of our nine-man rotation committed any turnovers, which is, which is good. You like to see that. But he was three for 12 from the field, two for five from three, funny enough, and six for six from the line. So 25, 40, 100 splits. Pretty funny. One for seven from two. Man. Would have been nice to get a better game from him. But also, he looks for fouls too much. I don't want to just call out Harden for it. Powell does it too. And I'm a little afraid in the playoffs with that kind of stuff. Our bench as a whole only scored 23 points. Lakers bench, 31 points. So, that's tough. Usually, I mean, you expect our bench to be better. That was definitely part of the reason we lost. Now, as far as the starters, 25-plus minutes. For all of them. Russell Westbrook only got 19 minutes. Honestly, I thought it was fine. He wasn't playing well enough to earn more. Terrence played 25 minutes. I thought he was really good. 
with 6.3 assists, 2 for 5 from the field, and 2 for 3 from deep. James Harden, already read his stat line. If it's a Zubats, oh my god. 22 points, 19 rebounds. 10 of those were offensive rebounds. I mean, he was just everywhere. 9 for 13 from the field, and he made all his free throws. 4 for 4. It's a damn shame the team let him down like that. 37 minutes played for Zoo. I love the way he's playing lately. And you're damn right James Harden's helping him play that way. But just, he's been so great. Then you have Kawhi Leonard, who's just stunk it up tonight. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. He did do well defensively, though, overall. 3 steals and 2 blocks. But he had 3 turnovers, and he was 6 for 17 from the field. He's been so efficient lately. So, like, again, I'm not going to take away from the Laker defense. It was good. But it's like, eventually, he's going to have one bad shooting game. He's still human. 2 for 7 from 3. One for two from the line. And let me tell you, maybe he should have gotten one or two more free throws, but he wasn't really getting to the paint like that. 35 minutes played for Kawhi. Should have been 37, like Paul, uh, like if it's Zubats. Harden played 39. Paul George played 38. Like, we have a back-to-back tomorrow against Phoenix, and Kevin Durant is back. But I heard Devin Booker had a little injury tonight. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow, but I won't even be at the game. It's going to be the fourth game I missed this season. Uh, I'm coaching two practices. But... Paul George, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 steals, 1 block, 3 turnovers though, some careless ones, classic PG, 8 for 18 from the field, 4 for 11 from 3, and 2 for 2 from the line. I think he should have gotten a couple more free throws, but now that's not that bad compared to everybody else. I thought PG was pretty good, didn't make big shots in the 4th, but I honestly think he should have had 20 shots the way this shit was going tonight. Seriously, I really do think so. Maybe you can disagree. I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments. But that's for the Clippers. For the Lakers, already mentioned Max Christie, Christian Wood, Jared Vanderbilt. Only 21 minutes, but I thought his defense was good. Two points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, only one turnover. He was one for three from the field, 0 for one from three. D'Angelo Russell played 31 minutes. He had 13 points, six assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers, though, for him. And the Lakers, they turned the ball over a lot in this game. I mean, 19 turnovers for the Lakers, 16 for the Clippers. So both teams turned the ball over entirely too much. Um, But the Lakers just shot better from the field. We shot better from the line. Lakers were 11 for 16 from the line. Clippers were 17 for 19, 89.5%. So Clippers, one positive, they continue to shoot well from the foul line recently. Clips led by as many as nine, and that was the early 16 to 7. And then Lakers led by as many as 10. And that was in the fourth quarter. Let's see. D'Angelo Russell, yeah, 13-6. and six. He didn't shoot well from the field. 5 for 14. but And 3 for 9 from deep. But the way he played in the fourth quarter, it was just he was making big plays and just big shots. Austin Reeves, wow. He only took five shots. He was 2 for 5. And he was 0 for 3 from deep, 4 for 5 from the line. He had 8 points, 2 assists, and 2 turnovers. He was okay. 32 minutes played. Let me know, Laker fans, what you thought of his performance. Cam Reddish played 20 minutes. He had 7 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 5 turnovers. Oh, my God. He's been turning the ball over way too much lately. 2 for 6 from the field, but 2 for 3 from deep, as I said earlier. That's big time. Torian Prince mentioned him, 50% from the field and three. Then there's LeBron, 
God. Again, I don't put this game in the LeBron scared me category. I think the late Clippers just played like ass. He played very well, though. But there's only been two games. Two. Ever. In my life as a Clipper fan where LeBron has really scared me. Now, again, I haven't seen playoff LeBron. And I don't wish to see it. Because I don't want to play the Lakers in the playoffs. Not because I'm scared. But because I don't want the ticket prices to be so outrageous that I can't even really go to all the games. And then Laker fans are going to be there. It's not going to be a true home court advantage for us like it would be against other teams. And my blood pressure is going to get really high. And I don't like that. So we, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. Um, now, LeBron, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 4 turnovers, 11 for 19 from the field, 1 for 3 from deep, and 2 for 3 from the free throw line. Then Anthony Davis, 22 and 10, 1 assist, 3 steals, a block, and 3 turnovers. He was really, really good. 10 for 15 from the field, extremely efficient, shot 1-3, missed it. He was 2 for 4 from the foul line. In 39 minutes. Solid performance. A little quieter offensively than you'd expect. But what can you say? If the Lakers shot 51%, 38 from 3, that's as good as it gets with the Lakers. And they played good D. So for you guys, gives you some hope going forward. Let's see what the next game is for the Lake Show. Not really a show right now, though. It's one game they won. Toronto. So we're both playing Toronto. Let's see if we can give Toronto that double LAL. But that wasn't a pun, by the way. I'm going to the game on Wednesday against them. Lakers play them on January 9th. Today's the 7th, so they play them on Tuesday. So the Raptors, ooh, we get them on a second night of a back-to-back. -back. I'll take that all day. But they've been playing a little better lately with R.J. Barrett and uh, Emmanuel Quickly. So that'll be interesting to see them play. But anyway, Lakers win it. Shout-out to them. Good good game. But uh, let's see who goes further this year. <laughs> let's see who goes further. They're talking that shit about regular season wins. What happened to all that talk about regular season wins ain't a big deal? Let's see who goes further this year. And don't talk to me about a bubble championship. Like, if you want to talk to me about, you know, Kobe, Magic's rings and stuff like that, Dynasty's fine. But, like, that's the, that's, let's talk about them. It doesn't matter right now. Like, it doesn't, for the context of right now, it doesn't matter. Anyway, good game. And uh, what, what's the next video? What's the next episode? Let me think. Tomorrow, nobody plays of the L.A. teams, so I get a night off. I think maybe we'll get basketball in Figueroa for Tuesday morning. And then we'll have Lakers-Raptors postgame Tuesday night. And then Clippers-Raptors vlog on Thursday. And, of course, Locked on Clippers. If you're a Clipper fan or just support me, please subscribe to Locked on Clippers because it's my five-day-a-week job. All things Clippers. Peace out, everybody. Have a great night. Now to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat. Super Chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar a dime. Peace out. Good game. The Battle of L.A. That shit's not a real battle. Peace. Correction. The Clippers play the Phoenix Suns on Monday. I forgot. I can't go to the game. We play them tomorrow. Yikes. So I will be doing a live after the game. Yeah, a live after the game. I think we might get basketball in Figueroa. I think maybe on Tuesday night. Tuesday night? I'm not sure. But yeah. Either Monday or Tuesday. We'll figure that out. And then all the other videos are still planned. There'll be a Raptors Clippers vlog out on the channel on Thursday. And then Lakers Raptors either post game or basketball and Figueroa. One of the the game will be covered somehow. Anyway, peace out. Have a great night. Or have a great whatever. <laughs>